Does everybody know what time it is? <sighs> it's time for us to start seeing other people. Oh no. Is this the end of grunt work? Welcome to Grunt Work, everybody, your podcast about the TV show Home Improvement. I'm Landon, the truth will set you free Solano, joined always by my co-host Truman. Don't call me, I'll call you Caps. (laughs) And who else is here today? We have two guests in the studio today. Both Uh, female. Both female. Um, One of them is asleep (laughs) behind us right now, Uh, Marge, the the English Bulldog. Yes. Uh, But the one that's going to be joining us on the air uh, is Sam, uh, part-time superhero Wessel. Who is a human. Yeah, I got your name right the entire time out. Very, very proud of you. Also, glad, so glad I got introduced after the animal in the room. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Okay. There's a lot of gravitas, though, to being the last one introduced in the yep. opening credits for The West Wing, for example. They uh, they introduced Martin Sheen at the very end. I am comparable to Martin Sheen. Thank yeah. you. Yes. If this was printed credits, you would have an and uh, an and credit. And Sam Wessel. Or with Sam Wessel. And introducing Sam Wessel. I've been introduced. <laughs> yes, we just I, did. I, no, no. <laughs> Expertly, I, I predate both of you guys in the podcasting world. <clears throat> no, certainly. You were you were podcasting when we were still in diapers. We, we both know this. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But only because we stayed in diapers for a weirdly long time. <laughs> and, but So you have the, the part-time superhero podcast, which we've both been on, uh, Truman and I, separately. Yes. Uh, Truman's been on numerous times. Landon, you've been on once, but you're about to recur for three episodes in a row. We're doing Whoa, what? We're doing a, a massive three part series about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You really are seeing other people. I was just joking <laughs> around. Wait, so it, it's going to take three episodes to cover 21 movies and TV uh, shows. We're going to go. We're going to uh, go in deep. We're going deep. Like how, one, like fa- how one deep? phase at a time. Whoa! Yeah. So are you guys going to watch all the movies? Like we haven't already watched them. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, are you going to watch them again to, to uh, take? I notes? am. Uh, but you know that's a it's a long winded uninteresting story. Just because I'm gearing up for Infinity War, so I want to like I'm a big Marvel nerd. I want to get into it all. Marvel is owned by Disney, and Disney owns ABC, which aired Home Improvement. Oh, bringing it How back, about bringing that, it back. Uh, transition. Did you see the like transition came out of my mouth? It uh, turned into a jackhammer, and uh, I don't know. And brought us back into the scene here. Yes, I know. The, the, the transition was great, and then we kind of all fumbled it uh, coming out of it. Uh, we, we watched some home improvement. Well, first, Sam, how are yeah. you doing, actually, before we even get into that? Uh, I, I'm i I'm good. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Very excited to be here. A little nervous. feel like it's a, it's a high-stakes situation that I'm in. Do, we I've, do have a gun to your head, but outside of that, just have fun. I, I, well, I've just been bugging the shit out of you two <laughs> to let me on this podcast since before you even started it. And now That's that true. I'm here and I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do. What about our podcast suggests that it's high stakes or that we even try particularly hard? At, well, Landon, Landon tries pretty hard, but like... <laughs> Like, what about, I hope we don't have anything, I hope we don't sound intimidating on the air. Not at all. Good, good. Well, I hope we I, sound a little yeah. intimidating do, on the air. I have a I have a funny story. Oh. So. We love those here. Landon already knows this, so uh, sorry. I'll pretend to be surprised. Okay, great, thanks. Uh, the other night. That- <gasps> sorry, it was, I got preemptive Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were other nights? <laughs> <laughs> the other night, we were at a friend's party, the three of us. I was very drunk. Did you need confirmation from us? 
I was just waiting for acknowledgement oh, okay. from Truman. I didn't know who this we was. There's been a lot of other nights. Those is the three of us. Okay. Uh, upon leaving a party, another friend of ours offered to give me a ride home because they live in the same neighborhood. I get in this person's vehicle and their Bluetooth connects to their phone and starts playing the last thing they were listening to. And all of a sudden, I just hear both of your voices coming at me. And it was very disorienting because I had just seen both of you and I'm now in this other person's car and it really, it boggled my mind. The thing, the thing I'm learning about podcasting is that when all of your friends listen to your podcast, you then will have all your friends tell you, yeah, it's really weird. I was listening to your voice on the way over here, and now I'm talking to you. Like, I've had friends who say they can't listen to the show as much because it's like hanging out with me all the time. Yeah. It's like, we enjoy it. It's just like, I listen, I hang out with you for like two hours, and then I get to actually seeing you in person, and that's a lot more of you in one day than I can handle. Yeah, I also tend, when I'm listening to it, I tend to yell at you guys when you're saying <laughs> things that are wrong. I don't you, think you do that, do that in real life, too, so. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> and I, I Nailed it. for it. <laughs> uh, like, I told Landon, he was saying psychopathy wrong. Psychopathy? It's psychopathy. So psychopathy, right? It's psychopathy. <laughs> Stop it. You're making You're making me psychopathic. Psychopath- no, never mind. I didn't get I didn't get And there. we're off the races. <laughs> this is why I'm nervous. Sam, what what is your previous experience with home improvement in your life? Um, I don't remember watching it much. I think really the only episodes I may have seen were Jonathan Taylor Thomas's last couple departure okay yeah uh because i was his target demo (laughs) i you had all the tiger beats yeah uh, for sure even watching this episode my little eight-year-old heart went all a flutter (laughs) (laughs) i was like oh he was so cute you should get that replaced with a heart that's age appropriate yeah it's weird that you have an eight-year-old heart inside of you or like just a a fully grown pig's heart even (laughs) they're doing amazing things with that sort of stuff too yeah um but i don't eat pork well, oh, yeah, you wouldn't be eating it. It would just be sustained. It would still mm. be alive inside yeah, of you. Yeah, but isn't that isn't that a contradiction? Mm. Well, are you saying that? But you're not eating. It's not like mm, yummy. But pig I'm still hearts. killing like, a, I need a pig to let me survive. Yeah. What if the pig dies of natural causes? Hopefully, not heart disease, because <laughs> <laughs> that would be counterproductive. Um. Should we talk about the episode? Let's then? talk so about so so you, your your experience with home improvement essentially. Yes. Outside of JTT, uh, having pinup posters in your your bedroom, yes, um, minimal, and writing, uh, I'm assuming, love letters to a minor Lisa Frank note stationary. I think I just wrote "I heart JTT" over and over and on over. all your trapper keepers. Yeah. Do you want to take us through a synopsis of this? <laughs> Way to bring us back, Jack. <laughs> we we have um, we, we got your back. But. Yeah, yeah. So while Tim and Al are out at lunch, Al spots an attractive woman who turns out to be Tim's ex girlfriend, Stacy Lewis, whom Tim dated in high school. The problem is Tim never called Stacy to end the relationship, making him an early ghoster. What a dick. <laughs> Al, from what I understand, ever the smitten kitten. Invites Stacy to sit with them. And this leads to Stacy later calling the Taylor household as she wants to meet Jill, the woman she says stole Tim away from her. When Stacy visits the house, she and Jill get along famously. And then when Al stops by, he and Stacy end up going on a date. Meanwhile, Tim tells Wilson that he never called to break up with Stacy, and Wilson provides some good old fashioned quotes that made one viewer in this room tear up. That was me. I was about to say it was you. Uh, the next day, 
Al tells Tim that he didn't feel any chemistry with Stacy and sends Tim to tell her on what was supposed to be a double lunch date. At lunch, Tim chickens out and doesn't tell Stacy that Al doesn't want to see her any longer, only to have how only to have Al arrive a few moments later and tell her he's sorry he put Tim in this position. Stacy is angry with Tim that he once again refused to tell her something, and Jill also chastises Tim for not being honest with Stacy. However, it is all neatly resolved when Tim kisses Jill's ear at the bar in front of his <laughs> ex-girlfriend like the gentleman he truly is. Yeah, that usually... Yeah. yeah. That's how you get out of most predicaments in Home Improvement is just... You have sex. sex. You yeah. sex. Sex is a solution. Ears, and ear sex at the bar. Ear sex at the bar, uh, closet sex, anywhere in the Taylor household yeah. that can be uh, used for privacy from prying eyes. Garage under the hot rod sex. Yeah. Uh, maybe backyard on a lawn chair sex, depending. There was that one <laughs> episode right, yeah. that was a little ambiguous. Yeah. Um, the name of the... We, we play a game here. Oh, okay. Yes. 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 I'm, yes. I'm familiar with this game. If you want. Uh, the name of this episode, would you like to guess? Mm. It's a really bad intro to the game. It's the game is called. Do you know the name of the episode? You can guess if you want. We need we need to get Don Draper in here work on some branding for that game. <laughs> get the Parker Brothers. You go first, Truman. I have a few suggestions. Okay. Uh, Ex girlfriend is better. Little talking heads. <laughs> All right, action. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah pitching straight to Landon. Uh, sane ex girlfriend. Little little Rachel Bloom references there. Okay. Uh, Diary of Malcolm X. Girlfriend doesn't really relate at all. Nope. But, but maybe I, creativity points and closure encounters of the third kind. <laughs> that one is brilliant. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I think so too. I love it. Are any of them right? No, they are not. Goddamn son of a bitch. Sam, would you like to take a crack at it? New X in town doesn't make any sense, but it popped in my head. Yeah. The other one I thought of was X marks the spot. That's right. Well, Shut of a, the fuck up. Is it? Damn it. She, I've been doing this for how long and you know, she gets it on her first go? Look, I have to give credit to Taylor Swift. <laughs> uh, I had her song stuck in my head all day today. Do you mean go. Tim Taylor Swift? We can do it. I'm clapping for myself. We're both clapping. I just, I also realized that, that could sound like something else. Yeah, and I was just looking very confused as to what was happening. Um, no, she has a line in a song called X Marks the Spot. No, that's not the name of the song. It's just a lyric that said X marks the spot and it's been stuck in my head all morning. And then we watched this. And I was like, that could be a title. <laughs> and it was. It and it was. Out. It I turns out to be correct. They were such Taylor Swift fans when Taylor Swift was only like four or five years old. <laughs> she was born in 1989. <laughs> oh, really? How do, how do you know that? Did because you call she has an album. album that? Yeah, okay. Oh, did you know that? It was kind of popular. Even as a non Swiftaholic, <laughs> I, I catch uh, it. It's things. a non Swifty. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so do we also, I think we, okay, there's two elephants in this room that we should discuss. Oh, oh my God. This room is just filled with elephants. It's, it's a goddamn Hopefully menagerie. taking up the corners that we need to but, fill No, they're all, they're all in the center of it. We're actually cramming Okay, the we're corners. not creating an elephant corner. Uh, okay. <laughs> not yet, at least. Okay. <laughs> First elephant, uh, there is a, an English bulldog in the room because I am dog sitting for a friend in her luxurious downtown LA apartment. So if things sound more echoey or more... Or say emergency vehicle e, or more homeless people screaming at each other e, or more snore e, or farty. It's most likely the dog or the people outside. Or yeah, hipsters haggling over the price of bread yes. at the farmers market downstairs. There is a there is a show enough farmers market right outside <laughs> the front door of this. Like I'm really I'm living in uh, a '90s sitcom right now. 
Um, so that's if you, the first if you lose a, a co-host during this, which is why we brought another one on, yeah, because <clears throat> I'm struggling not to just go play with the dog. I, I know, I know, and she's and she's struggling to sleep with all of us talking in here. <laughs> Uh, quick, quick, uh, yeah, okay, on Truman's English Bulldog Corner, if you're looking to get the laziest animal in all of God's creation, get an English Bulldog. They don't even like being taken on walks. They just want to sleep and have food spooned into their mouths. Don't we all? Yes. So that's elephant number one. What's elephant number two? Elephant number two is, uh, mere days ago, days, not even a week, days ago, I had... This exact situation happened to me. Um, and and to give you uh, listeners at home an idea of how gung-ho Sam is, Landon and I, when we heard this had happened, were fully prepared to show her a different episode, by which I mean Landon was fully prepared. I just kind of float through life and, <laughs> and show up when I'm told to show up. Uh, but Sam was like, no, no, let's dive into this head first. I think it'll make the podcast better. We're not going to let him win. <laughs> so you know if, who you are. So if the podcast isn't better as a result of this... Sam was wrong. <laughs> wow. Wow, that, that turned against me like turn. quickly. Why would you be uh, nervous to you know come what? on the show? I feel like the tables turn quite a lot in this episode in terms of who's to blame and who's not to blame. Uh, where where do the chips fall? Because uh, especially in the last scene, last couple scenes, which we'll get to in the deep dive here, um, my, my feelings on this whole situation kind of got blown out of the window. Well, all right. So do we want to then dive? Let's uh, put on your floaties. There's an Ed Sheeran reference there that I won't make, but I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> I have to be true to myself. Also, if we're diving, you wouldn't want to wear your floaties because then you don't go under the water. Yeah, you would Precisely. belly flop and hurt I yourself. I want to get my nice hair all messed up. No, that's that causes an injury. What causes an injury? The floaties because then you, you land really hard on the water and you're like, Whoa! Well, we say dive. I'm just going to stick my toe in. Okay. Okay, let's do a deep wade. <laughs> hey, that's my uh that's my cruising name. <laughs> so we start on the cold open, <clears throat> which is at uh tool time. Yeah. We're getting a, a live tool time segment. Yeah, where they have built an entire facade of a house on the set yeah. to yeah. demonstrate how to strip old paint off of it. I immediately have questions about the facade of this house because normally if you're gonna build the facade of something inside of a studio, mm-hmm. you would make it like to scale, like one foot, you know, down scale. Yeah, they seem to have extended the height of this house. Uh, they upscaled it. They gave it more power, if you will. <laughs> we start with a Jerry spotting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're pulling. He's not doing much. Side. He's just kind of lingering by his TV, looking at the monitor. And I'm, I'm starting to wonder. Maybe he's not a producer. Maybe he's just the dude who rolls the TV out. And for <laughs> some reason, he just loves to wear a suit. He's a PA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dress for the job you want, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then he will never be a producer. I've never known a producer to wear a suit. So we see Jerry standing there. And, uh, yeah, but he's just, yeah, he's looking at the monitor, not mm-hmm. doing anything. We push in close, and they've got uh, they've got the, the house set up, and the grunt creep comes and kind of lands on the windowsill as though it were a bird. Does he, does he land, or does he just fall from the sky? I think he, he fell. He just looks dead. Like, he hits that windowsill and just, and like, just goes, like yeah. leans against the window, and then Tim opens the window, and then it just falls backwards, dead into the, um, what would normally be the void, but now it's uh, an inverse, and he's actually falling into the house. Yeah, I, I mean, it seems like the grunt creep is just as clumsy as Tim, because in the last few episodes, <laughs> it's been getting hit and smacked That's by right, things, yeah. knocked aside, falling off of stuff. It's prone to pratfalls. <laughs> and I think I noticed, in the background, a 
photo of Tim's family? Yes. So this uh, picture inside the... So they have the, the facade of the house. There's the window that they've even built like a little, you know, couple foot uh, room inside so that you have that dimension. And that's where Tim is. But behind him on the wall is a picture of... Uh, his entire the entire t- Taylor family, Jill and the kids and everything. It's also the photo that uh, I mentioned is in the ABC uh, studio um, lobby. Oh, yeah. uh, only it's in black and white and a little bit bigger, but it's the same photo. Um, strange to me that Tim would choose to put his entire family. Yeah, just broadcasting your kids' yeah. images. <laughs> so much for privacy. Yeah, it right. was a, it was a less creepy time though. No, it wasn't. Well, I mean, like, what are they gonna? What are, what are we gonna do with the picture of your family? Are they gonna Google on standard definition television? Yeah, are they gonna get a screen grab of that? With what? Are they gonna say? Are they gonna hold on? Let me they, let they me get pull my... out their thirty-five millimeter yeah. camera or their Kodak disposable <laughs> camera. They're recording it on a VCR. Pause it, take a mm-hmm. picture, and then it's plastered all over their walls. But when you this pause is how it. we did think. That's that was all my Jonathan Taylor Thomas <laughs> photos. You took them off the TV. Yeah, that's right. Wow. What did you do about the tracking lines when you paused a VHS tape? Um, that was part of it. You, mm. Yeah. She learned to love them. <laughs> I did. It's, you know, it's like uh, it's your version of scrambled it's porn. It's now a weird <laughs> fetish I have. Toss salads and scrambled porn. <laughs> oh, my God. I also wasn't allowed to have Teen Beat, so that was that was how I got around it. Well, you, it was your own homebrew Teen Beat. <laughs> that's right. You staple all the pictures together like a little book. That's yeah. right. And you'd, you'd create your own advertisements to stick in there. <laughs> uh-huh. Hand-drawn. <laughs> Um, but they're talking about wanting to clean the, the front of this house. The the facade that they've got is like just caked in dirt, and Tim is really amped up to use the uh, what I'm assuming is the Binford Master compressor that we saw uh, a couple episodes ago. Yeah, with the the air horn. Um, in uh, what was the name of that episode? Oh, uh, in Bye Bye Birdie, Bye and then Bye it's Birdie. the same one he used in the very first episode, yeah, the pilot pilot, in which uh, <laughs> he soups up the dishwasher with yes. that to shoot a knife out of the the kitchen <laughs> island. So Tim makes uh, a joke about wanting to strip the house with this compressor, or he he says he wants to, and Al says that uh, you've got to be careful because if you're too uh, if you use too much pressure, you're going to strip the paint from the house. Yeah, and this goes into a whole joke jokey joke between him and Al of Tim pulls down the blind. Uh, and I it has, hated this. And it has a picture of Elle's face on top of a like burlesque body. It, it because they've said we're doing the tool time salute to stripping, and then they pulls down this curtain, and sexy music starts playing, and the camera pans up these like long legs and and the rest of a nice looking body with then <laughs> then really the best thing possible on top of it, which yeah. is Elle's face. The question is, and I'm going to pose this to Sam: Were they legs? That went all the way up. Ugh, that <laughs> expression. I had never thought about it until you two jerks brought it up. I've never understood it. Yeah. Someone gave me the explanation for it. I don't really remember it, but it, it was oh. very crass. Yeah. Uh, and it was very patriarchal, which was like, do your legs go all the way up to basically your, your, your Yeah, your vagina. Yeah. Your but, vagina. But wouldn't... You're scared, you were scared to say it. It's all right. I give you vagina. permission. <laughs> well, wouldn't they anyway, though? I mean, it seems like that's kind of a given... Unless I don't it's know It's a way something. to say someone has nice legs in the creepiest way possible. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just don't know why you had to add a layer of creepiness to that. Like, because men are terrible. I'm sorry, but... <laughs> no, we've, we've basically come to that conclusion it's, watching it's this show. It's not great. Yeah. It's not great. Even last night, I was wearing a skirt and heels, and I got told, whoa, you're nothing but legs. I was like, I am a tiny person. That is <laughs> not true. Um, Al gets very upset by this picture uh rightly so and tries to tear it down and as soon as he does lo and behold there is another picture of l 
this time skimpier because he has stripped basically the clothes off him. Yeah. And it really reminded me, I don't know if you, have you guys ever seen the movie Showgirls? No, but I know about it. You know about it. It's got Jesse from Saved by the Bell. It does. Have you seen it? No, I have not. I wish I could say that I had. The made for, or not the made for TV, but the TV version of it, the edited version is. Why? Why though? Kind of brilliant (laughs) because it's, what they do is they animate bikinis on all of the nudity and it, it it looks as bad as it sounds. Like it didn't have CGI budget back in the day. Uh, what was that? Ninety five. And so they just like hand drawn bikinis on the girls. And that's what this reminded me of. Okay. So when they did when they made Boogie Nights, they shot like alternate versions of a couple scenes where just the girls had swimsuits on or whatever. Why wouldn't they do that with Showgirls? Why would they just like the, no no? It was no, already an inflated budget. There's a there's a boob joke there. Hey, look at that! We got someone else making hey. uh, IKEA jokes here. Boobs. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I almost want to watch that version more just to see the it horrible is, '90s rotoscoping or it's whatever. Pretty, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, um, but I'll have to watch the original version first just for a contrast. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Sounds like a good investment of your time. I'll just watch it like it's a long movie, right? I'll just watch it like ten yeah. minutes at a time, and then I'll have Truman Showgirls Corner, <laughs> and where I talk about what I've watched. Truman Showgirls. Yeah. Truman Show girls. Oh. Um, we this takes. I mean, the tool time scene plays no part in the narrative of the show, uh, but we it takes us into the theme song. Mm-hmm. And Sam, did you have any thoughts about this theme song? I feel like there's a lot of pressure to have thoughts about this. There's theme song. no pressure. Please don't have a thought about the theme song um, if you don't have one. That 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 credit scene's terrible. You think it's bad? Yeah, I don't yeah. like it. I don't like the way they're cut out. It. The kind of mixed media. Yeah, thing? not. I'm not a fan. I don't no. like it. She doesn't like it. Okay, okay, so that's... So I guess I do have thoughts. <laughs> so two votes in favor, one against. I guess Brigham kind of abstained. Yeah, well, he, he he played into the, like, it's nostalgic to hear the the tune. I have no nostalgia attached to it, as I go. did not watch the, the show. This takes us into Mike's Tavern. Yes, where they're still going, even yeah. though Jack Alum and... Uh, and uh, Eddie. Eddie. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I need I need to like make a, a pause real quick because I'm burning up and I have a wardrobe reveal. Okay. So throughout listening to this podcast, I have heard repeatedly Truman's distaste for a certain article of clothing. Oh, okay. And every time I'm like, fuck you, Truman. I own that article of clothing. Oh, no. And I'm wearing a sweatshirt and the sun is beating on my back, so I have to take the sweatshirt off. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm not, I'm not stripping everybody. Oh. For God's I'm, sake. I'm not Elizabeth Berkeley on Showgirls. <laughs> she so it's a rotoscoped uh, <laughs> it's a rotoscoped set of overalls that Sam is wearing. Uh, okay, specifically to piss Truman off. Yes, very very crafty, very <laughs> yes. well done. Thank you. Very well done. I didn't shower before this, so I guess I'm pissing you guys off with that. But um, oh, I, th- I just assumed it was the dog. Nice. Yeah. Nice. She's she covers for a lot of ills. Calling Doctor Shot. <laughs> Doctor uh, Rimshot. I know things. <laughs> yeah, at least they're not pink overalls. I will. Yeah. I will grant you that. They're, they're for the the listener. They're white. That's the end of the story. All right. Wow. Well, okay. I'm glad you took cool. care of that, so that we weren't objectifying you. Yeah. By describing your appearance. That's not object. That's just facts. You're not being like, oh, she's got big old titties. Like. <laughs> That yeah, would be objective. Was an amazing impression like, of you. Wow. I, mean, I, just, I feel like I'm down at the bar with the guys right now. <laughs> Say Jeez. that all the time. Speaking of down by the bar with the guys, um, 
we, it, it feels like the first time, Tim and Al seem to be, like, hanging out after work. And they're having what almost feels like a moment of wedded domestic bliss. They're just sitting yeah. quietly drinking their beers, <laughs> reading their tool magazines. It looks like Tim's doing the crossword or something. Obviously not doing a crossword. That's too uh, erudite for Tim, but... He's doing he's doing the jumble. I, maybe yeah. it's not too erudite for Tim. We learn things later where he's been Googling. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, that's very true. We have a Wilson scene that we will get to in due time, but that... Maybe maybe Tim is like Kim Kardashian where he wants the world to think he's dumb, but he's actually very intelligent. <laughs> I have zero opinion about Kim Kardashian. That's my entire opinion of her. Cool. So. We're at Mike's Tavern. <laughs> this Tim. just got all twisted up like a pretzel, which, by the way, yes. Tim takes the last pretzel from the pretzel Like a fucking fish. asshole. Why is, that a, why is that an asshole? Because Al asks to share it with him, and well, Tim's taking, like, fuck you, and eats taking it. Taking the pretzel wasn't an asshole move. But when, yeah, you're right. When Al says, can you split it in half? Well, I also, like, Al, I mean, he got to it first. That's rules of the pretzel bowl. Go ask Mike for another bowl of fucking pretzels, man. Yeah, it's not like there's something you paid for. They're free bar pretzels. It's just a matter of pretzels, walking two feet. way different than the last slice of pizza. Seriously, or french fries. I think the problem is, as I don't like Tim, so everything he does pisses me off. Yeah, that's going to be problematic. Yeah, yeah the show <laughs> is rather centered on Tim. <clears throat> But as they're going through this exchange, uh, Al starts to see, you know, Tim has his nose buried in some sort of book or catalog. Uh, Al, the cops are after us. I know. Um, they're, they're big Tim Allen fans. <laughs> they, they... Tim takes this up. Or, so Tim is, has his nose buried in this catalog. And Al starts to see this woman in the background, which I expe- fully expected to see Wilson back there with his newspaper looking yeah. over uh since we know that Wilson also goes to this bar, yeah. even though they never hang out there. But there's this woman on the payphone who keeps glancing over at their table, and Al, Al nudges Tim. He's like, hey, I think that woman's uh, checking me out. I think she recognizes me from the show. Did you have something to say? I have a question about yeah. Al. Okay. He does this little wave. Is that how Al always waves to women? Because then when he walks into the Taylor house later, he also does the same wave. Explain where it's just the real, wave a little it's bit. A, it's a really awkward, like, hand high in, a hand high in the air. Almost like a... Overexcited. It's not quite like Truman's Heil Hitler. Oh, come on, um, guys. Come on. <laughs> this is unfair to me. Uh, but it is, it's overly enthusiastic. And if I saw a dude do that, as attractive as I would find him, I'd be like, oh... That's a slow your roll. Yeah, calm no, down. That's a over chill, chill out. Maybe it's, that's yeah. A, it's over excitement. Like play it I, cool, Al. Play I it like cool. this. I like that. I like thinking that it was a choice on Richard Carnes' part to go to to throw something like that in there to to really emphasize his over enthusiasm. Yeah. For things. Yeah. I, and I saw it twice in this episode, so I mm-hmm. wasn't sure if it was a thing that well, and will, as you're that, describing uh, it, Al I can does all the time. Picture it now. Like whenever he's like entering a room, he's just like his hand kind of leads him. Like yeah. oh hey, you know. It's it's it it. It's a little endearing, mm-hmm. um, but I would but not attractive. It, yeah, uh, Al is attractive. You find Al attractive? Yeah. Okay. okay. Good. Good. Good to hear. This. Interesting. This is good. This I was surprised by that. In what way? I mean, can you can you articulate a little bit? Is, is it a beard thing? Is it a flannel thing? Is it a sensitive thing? Is it a tool belt thing? No, the sensitivity would annoy the shit out of me after a while because. Okay. That's not my thing. But you, but you put him next to Tim, though, and in that environment. No, he's uh, Richard Karn is a good-looking dude. How oh. do you feel about bingo dates or linoleum uh, conventions? Okay, well, we're talking about a fictional character versus a real person. <laughs> but this is, these are dates that he's taken people. I'm on. not attracted to Al the character. I find Richard Karn the actor attractive. Oh, okay, okay, that's, a, right. that's another layer. Al's a little bit of a <clears throat> uh, too much of a wet noodle. Oh, for me. Okay, but I tell you what, wet noodles versus dry noodles. Wet noodles will stick to the wall. 
<laughs> and wet noodles also better better for eating than dry noodles, unless you're one of those weird kids from my high school who would just eat whole blocks of, of dry ramen. So you find Al attractive. That's interesting. The girl that's that's watching them from this table... Stacey Lewis. Stacey Lewis. Well, that's what we find out. It, it turns out... Spoilers. Uh, she's not looking at Al. She's looking at Tim, because she recognizes him, because this is his ex-girlfriend from high school, mm-hmm. named Stacey Lewis, mm-hmm. as you just said. This is the last girl before Jill. Which surprised me. Yeah, Tim, Because it limits Tim's pantheon of women. He, he, he wasn't really sowing his wild oats in college. Like, he dated Stacy for a couple of years in yeah. high school, went off to college, met Jill, and then that was that. But, so, were you, you had told us that you were in a sorority, right? Is that accurate? No. You weren't? I was never. Do I seem like a sorority person? Well, it surprised me when I thought you told me. Maybe you were in a really sassy, sarcastic sorority that was totally, like, above it all. I was in (laughs) academic fraternities. Oh. Oh, Okay. That might have been the one. Were there uh, (laughs) men hanging from the rafters screaming, bring out the virgin so I can wax my loins in academic fraternities? No, we planned trips to Colonial Williamsburg. (laughs) Did any... Guys' loins get waxed at Williamsburg? Colonial Williamsburg. Colonial Williamsburg? I want to distinguish it from Williamsburg, the the main town of Williamsburg, Virginia, and fucking Williamsburg, Brooklyn. I promise you, in Williamsburg, Williamsburg Brooklyn, the guys are waxing their loins there. <laughs> that's, that's all the rage now, I hear. Um, well, so I'm just kind of like trying to draw out this timeline a little bit. If Tim and Stacy dated uh, senior year of high school, and Tim met Jill, let's just say, in freshman year of college... Uh, where where does his like fraternity years fall into that? He can still be in a fraternity and date Jill. Well, true, but do I, it's I feel not like celibacy? You don't get admitted into fraternities in freshman year. I'm just trying to get to the point of how long was Tim keeping Stacy on the line, not telling her that they broke up between the end of high school and when he met Jill. It would have to at he least was still, be he was I a think, semester. Oh, I think he was pretending. Well, no, not pretending. I think he was still dating Stacy until he met Jill. Like they were in a long distance. That was the impression that I got. They were in a long distance relationship. Oh, okay. Call, he like he ghosted her after he met Jill. And what gets said later on, maybe jumping ahead a bit here, but you know, it's Tim explains to Al uh, that when he started dating Jill, Jill wouldn't go steady with him or wouldn't date him exclusively until he ended things with Stacy. Right. So that is what he wound up having to do. That makes so, sense, yeah. So maybe okay. maybe Jill was one in a pantheon of various sexy ladies who Tim was uh, seeing. Right. Stacy did originally call Jill a bimbo, which, rude to call another woman a bimbo. It's not that other woman's fault. She doesn't know. <laughs> I would like to take a moment to go into character actor corner. Oh, yes. Um, and talk about Stacy Lewis, uh, who's played by Kathleen Garrett, who is still um, acting in television shows today. But she has been on such... Uh, Varied programs as ER, which I feel like we get a lot of ER crossover here. Oh, well, yeah, there were a lot of people being on yeah. that show. For well, a long it was time. on for like fifteen seasons. <laughs> it's true, uh, Murder She Wrote, Murphy Ooh. Brown, The West Wing. <gasps> Who was uh, she on The West Wing? I'm looking, uh, Congresswoman. There you go. Um, oh, she, right, right, right. That, Very memorable. That, no. <laughs> she was also in Beverly Hills 90210, Malcolm in the Middle, and uh, Law and Order. So oh. she seems to like. We talked about which um, episode of Law and Order? No, I'm sorry. She actually, I think, eight episodes. Oh, she, she had an arc. She tends to have this like uh, professional woman. You know, if we're in the the casting room and we're looking at all the headshots, she tends to. You know, we talked about Large Marge and Big Jake. She tends to have this like professional woman 
uh, thing down. And she plays an attorney here. So so we find out in this exchange that, uh, you know, Tim didn't actually break up with her. Uh, he, he just he just kind of quit talking to her. Yeah. And, but told Jill that he had broken up with her. So Stacy comes over to the table when she recognizes Tim. And Tim tries to, like, immediately squirrel out of the bite spouting off the time yeah. uh, before, you know, she goes, hey, how's it going? And she's like, oh, it's at 3.30. Yeah. Which uh, I thought was, I hope, is an, a clever callback to what's time, but, but Tim, Tim with, with an E. e. Um, it's a, a weird... Wilsonism. Wilsonism. They get to talking. Like, oh, what are you up to now? You know, she's an attorney. Tim's like, oh, I've got a, I got a tool show on cable access. Uh, and she goes, Timmy Taylor has a tool show? And then she says that he used to blow out all the windows in shop class. <laughs> and Al says, oh, now he does that professionally. <laughs> and this whole Which time, just adds more to the thing. Like, how, how did Tim get this job to begin with? I, I really, like, it, it can only be nepotism is the only I answer. know you guys have written off the theory mm-hmm. that he's Mr. Benford's son. Yeah. Because he had, he says he's his son he never had. I still think there's a world in which he's, like, the bastard child that... <laughs> He's kept very secret. He's the Jon Snow. <laughs> no, 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 not even Jon Snow. Because okay. there's at least a kind of acknowledgement there. You know, mm-hmm. Mr. Benford's not even acknowledging that right. Tim is his son, but he's still taken him under his wing in this way because he wants to help him. Okay. But he's still his bastard son. Well, would you acknowledge Tim as your son? <laughs> if it's the only son you ever had. But if you've got like seven other kids. Yeah. He seems to not like his daughters, though, right? No, we really, we've never met any of his daughters except Maureen. And uh, Maureen's stepping in to well, his shoes. Well, we met Lisa. <laughs> ah, there you are. That's, that's the grunt work. Yeah. Loyal listener right here, <laughs> we baby. Got a, we got Super an OG fan. in the house here. Um, yeah, well, so I, I, I think if you do want to issue the, the, that theory, um, I can see Mr. Binford just recognizing the, the promotion uh, potential in Tim, of, or the entertainment value of Tim, um, and having, you know, building a successful show around screw-ups. Yeah. I, that makes sense to me a little bit. Which is my nightmare, as Truman and I have discussed on my podcast. <laughs> it, it truly is. Uh, we discussed The Big Lebowski as incompetence porn, which is the opposite of The West Wing, which is competence porn. <laughs> the, worst, the, the worst and most incompetent people trying to do the most complicated things. And that, I think... Tool time really is kind of cable access incompetence porn. Yeah, so Tim is just my nightmare. <laughs> uh, this is also, we get some interesting tidbits here. Uh, Tim and Jill have been married for 15 years, which means they were married in 1978. Um, we may have covered that before, but uh, we also get some geography tidbits here. So Stacy has a practice in Nen Arbor, but she's moving back to Detroit. She's looking for a property in a neighborhood or a district called Edgewood, which is right near where Tim lives. Now, I was doing, in the next scene, she actually gives the address of the house that she's looking at, which is 5621 Palmer Avenue. Uh, I did some research here. Yes. I think I may have found the the Taylor's Street in Detroit. Oh, shit. Because this is real near Hamtramck, which is where we posited that they live, uh, which isn't just an asinine theory on our part, but uh, something I seem to remember from later in the show, which hopefully will be confirmed at a certain point. Um, and there's an Edgewood Avenue uh, in, not an Edgewood district, there's no, nothing that tells me that necessarily, but um, on Edgewood Avenue in Detroit, which is right next to Hamtramck, there are a bunch of houses that look like they could potentially be 
the Taylor household, from what we know from the facade. But we we don't know anything from the facade. <laughs> we never see it. All, well, we did, see we see it in the theme credits. Yeah. Do these houses have propellers attached to them? <laughs> There is one house on the street that has propellers and a balloon and uh, all kinds of uh, gizmos. But, but when you try to look at it on Google Street View, you just get a transition that sends you to another scene. <laughs> <laughs> it, it zooms out of the earth and the earth flies into a trash can and then, and then some credits <laughs> pop out. Uh, so I just found this interesting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scroll up and down Edgewood Avenue here in Detroit and see if I can't find... I mean, this honestly looks like a neighborhood that, though it kind of takes the magic away when you see the, like, you know, you picture this big studio lot. Well, we can't really go down the street. But well, it, I'll look at it later. Okay, uh, I gotta make some word pictures. Uh, it's a street. Uh, there's some some two-story houses, <laughs> green grass, sidewalks. But these are, like, houses that have fences in the background that have, uh, at the very least, I would assume that the producers did some research and looked at this area. Yeah, this takes us via a weird balloon transition, a yellow mm-hmm. balloon transition. That Truman loved. Oh, God. It's, well, I didn't even... So, Jill is filling a bunch of yellow and blue balloons. Is this because of a Boy Scout meetup? Yeah, so... <clears throat> I'm Gala. assuming oh. Mark is still... Banquet, banquet, banquet. I said banquet. God. <laughs> I'm what assuming if... Mark is still in Cub Scouts, because it's a Cub Scout banquet. And, uh, you know, they did last year, they had it at... Uh, the Taylor House um, in Wild oh, yeah. Kingdom, remember? Yeah, yeah. When a snake got in, yeah, and Tim teaches them about how to grunt through your fears. That's yeah, good. That exactly. is good. Uh... So glad I was not present for that episode because I hate snakes. <laughs> and it goes would, right down his shirt. Would not have. Oh! Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Tim hates snakes too. That's one thing that you two have in common. Maybe, maybe the reason he acts out so much is because he's trying to deal with his fear of snakes. Everything in life. Maybe can be I back hate to him fear. so much because I see myself in him. There you go. Oh. Don't we all see a little of ourselves in him? <laughs> He's were those, were those was, finger guns, or is that your mind? That was blowing? my mind being blown. Oh, okay. <laughs> Multiple times <laughs> from my finger guns, I was shooting your brain apart. Um, wow, this violence. This got real violent. <laughs> so Jill is blowing up balloons with this helium tank, um, which I used to do that. That was my first job. Oh, <laughs> I worked at a I worked at a party store. Um, Name the party store. Gags and gifts. Oh, I was really hoping it'd be Party City. It was. I'm, uh, le- I'm less interested. It's now defunct. Uh-huh. Uh, I was hired on at 16 for Halloween USA. Um, because it was legal to work as a 16-year-old yeah. at a Halloween USA. It was not legal for a 16-year-old to work in a store that had an adult section. Wait, um, wait there's an adult section? There was like a little A curtain. Halloween store? Well, it Sexy was, it was seasonal. It was, I was hired seasonally for the Halloween, and then it reverted back to gags and gifts after Halloween was over. Um, so it was just like a general party gag store. With a sexy edge. <laughs> Kind of, yeah. I just, I've never been to a party store with an adults-only section. That's interesting. <laughs> it so, was gross, but they never let me in there. That was the gags. Ball gags and gifts. <laughs> Could have just called it gags and whips at that point. Oh. I was <laughs> Very mad. different I, At first I was mad at you for explaining my joke, and then you elevated it. So Thank you. I forgive you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I elevated it to a, to a bondage Christian Grey level. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I blew up, blew up. Balloons at uh, gags and gifts and isn't, dolls isn't occasionally. <laughs> yeah, right. Actually, that's what you should have done. You should have gotten one of the blow up dolls filled it with helium, and then that's that's just a lot of fun. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing! I want that to I want that to be a weird party game now. <laughs> okay, well for your birthday, Sam, <laughs> we will shock all of your friends. <laughs> Stacy calls the house as Tim comes home, and. No, Stacy's already called. Tim walks in trying oh, to play it off like nothing happened, right, and right. Jill goes, "How was your day?" You talked to anyone interesting? 
Any old ex-girlfriends? <laughs> and then he immediately throws Al under the bus like an asshole. You guys, Tim's an asshole. Well, I don't know. I And this this is the beginning of my questions about who's at fault here. Uh, because Al doesn't get the point, doesn't get the gist, doesn't get what Tim's laying down in that first scene. Yeah. And Al just kind of invites Stacy over. I, I couldn't tell if it was because he was aloof or if this was some sort of uh, subversive revenge Al was getting on no, Tim. No, I think... When, I think Al just gets so smitten. He gets he gets blinders on. He's like, this yeah. is this is my goal. So it's a, it's a win win for Al because he's yeah. embarrassing Tim and getting uh, getting yeah his he crush can show on. what a dill hole <laughs> Tim really is. And but Tim usually think, does that himself. Yeah, but I don't think Tim is necessarily in the wrong. He's obviously wrong for not calling her, but he is he wrong for not wanting to invite his ex girlfriend over to his house? I mean, that doesn't seem strange to me. Because when they're when they're chatting when they're chatting at Mike's, like Al is the one who keeps saying like, "Oh, you two are in the same neighborhood. You should get together. You should go over and meet Jill." And Tim keeps trying to tell him to stop, yeah. and Al keeps barreling ahead. But it has been twenty years. True, but still, I I don't I don't necessarily think Tim is in the wrong. Maybe his methodology is in question, but uh, anyhow, this brings us back to this phone call. Stacy's called to take her up. Uh, on this offer. Yeah. But in this case, Jill and Stacy are both interested in meeting one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, if if one of them was opposed to it, mm-hmm. that would be a problem. But the fact that they're both curious, it's been 20 years, I don't think that there's any, like, you, when Stacy says the, the woman who stole you from me, she's joking. Yeah. Her life is clearly better off without Tim. Well, she just got a divorce, but most everyone's life <laughs> Because is she married like someone like, like Tim, Tim yeah. and yes. so now she's better off. Yes, that is true. But I guess what I'm getting to is like taking Tim and his personality out of the scenario. It's impossible. <laughs> why why wouldn't it why doesn't he have any say in this? Why wouldn't his like I don't want you two to meet. It is uncomfortable for me. We're not going to get anything out of this. Why why is that not um, because he's not the only one in this scenario. For, yeah, because but, because the way he ended things by not ending them with Stacy left her hanging. Like she deserves that closure, even if it is twenty years later. Even mm-hmm. if she's mostly moved on from it, she has every right to get to get some kind of like finality. Yeah, I'm even not it, even though it's like very sure. final. Of course, he's married. She has no interest. Mm-hmm. She, I'm, I get that. I'm on Stacy's side. <laughs> okay, I'm on Stacy's side Stacey. too. I'm usually on Team Jill just because. Uh, well, by, by being on Team Stacy, I am also on Team Jill. Okay, so we're all on the same team. Okay, Why are great. we fighting? I'm not on the same team. Uh, I, I, he's I'm Team Tim. I am. I am Team Tim right now. What? Hey, uh, I'm not Team Tim in terms of him not calling her. I'm Team Tim in terms of he should have a say in the scenario because it's being all thrust on him, and it's a very personal thing that should be handled privately. Yeah. The kids come downstairs with Tim's old yearbook, uh, high school yearbook, so that they can get a look at uh, Stacy. Yeah, like it's like the kids and Jill are all in on this. They, yeah. they, they've they dug it up upstairs and pull it out and they can all look. I knew the kids were young, but in my head they were their older versions. Okay. So hearing their <laughs> tiny little voices was very strange. And that's strange too, because I feel like Mark went through a yet another growth spurt in this episode. Mark He's is not cute. He was cute. Like a year ago, he when was we cute started doing the this season premiere. Of this, um, not my type. <laughs> <laughs> Good. That's not my mark. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, so they come down. They're looking. They they read some note that Tim wrote 
in or that she wrote in Tim's yearbook or whatever mm-hmm. over her picture, calling you know calling him her love muffin and all these other <laughs> things. Which is great because Brad starts to, to it, razz It says, him. you've made senior year heavenly. You're the grooviest. You'll always be my love muffin. <laughs> <laughs> and then Brad throws that right back in his face. And I love that little uh, – I love when the kids start to, to poke at Tim a bit. But then then as the door as the doorbell rings, uh, you know, Brad says something like, oh, aren't you going to get the door love muffin? And then Tim <laughs> says, yeah, next time Jenny comes over, maybe I'll pull out that baby picture of you in the bath. And then he like – Makes a little gesture of like I dancing, think yeah, yeah, dancing naked. I don't yes. know. That's what he was and trying Brad's, to apply. Brad's reaction to that was priceless. Yeah, it's kind of a slow burn of like, oh, da-, like he, you know, Brad is a little slower, so it takes <laughs> yeah. him longer to process these things. Uh, but Stacy is at the door. She arrives, um, and she comes in. Well, so when she comes in, uh, Jill at first is kind of in the kitchen behind the refrigerator, sort of blocking her from Stacy's view. And Jill makes like a, she kind of peers out at, at Stacy and then like is trying to make herself as sexy as possible in the moment before she slinks out around the, the <laughs> fridge. At least I think so. You're looking at yeah. me like you disagree, Sam. Well, I think it's to fuck with Tim. I don't think oh, it's, yeah, like, it's an intimidation thing for Stacy. That's in what I got Intimidation? That's a, that's a season four episode. <laughs> um, but one of the funniest lines I thought was when she comes down and the kids are still there, Mark just very blatantly goes, did you kiss my dad? <laughs> And it really, at this point, how old are you, Mark? You should kind of know maybe some of these Maybe he things. exactly knows. Maybe, maybe he's trolling on a whole new level than yeah, the other exactly. boys. His whole thing is naivete. Yeah, I mean, why? no one would ever question his gullibility uh, or question his uh, subversiveness. So Mark's the real it. Kim Kardashian here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I still think that's Randy. Um, and no. Randy's the OJ. Oh, God. Whoa. <laughs> yes. He's a killer, man. Yeah. He's a killer. He's a lady queen. killer. He's a killer on the rampage. <laughs> rampage Grant. in theaters now. Um, <laughs> they Tim Tim chases the kids outside and uh, well yeah he tells they begin he, to have their talk yeah he tells them go play outside yeah. and the kids do not want to go uh, but he pushes them out <laughs> and then Jill offers Stacy a drink and she mm-hmm. goes yeah club soda bitch no. Ask for some wine. This is about to get real. Are you kidding? But it's also what time of day? It is doesn't it? matter. She's about to go meet the realtor. Yeah, she's she's on her way. Okay, so she has. They've been at the bar. They leave the bar because she's going to meet the realtor. She then calls the house somehow, getting the phone number, and says, "You just called the operator. It's 1991. It just Three. seems sort of 93. Out Whatever. Of the blue to just be like psychopathy. Hey, I got." <laughs> You know, Tim's friend suggested that I visit Tim's family. Let me call Tim's family and ask if I can come over without checking with Tim. She then comes by... Mm -hmm. Okay, anyway. She comes in, asks for some club soda. The kids go outside, and then almost... Into the tiniest backyard. Almost immediately... Mark just starts screaming for help. Which is which is <laughs> usual, though. I mean, you can assume true. if the boys are out of sight, they're torturing Mark. Yeah, it's true. Uh, and Jill's like, go, go see what's up. And Tim just kind of like doesn't want to leave the two of them alone. <laughs> so he peers out the window. He's like, ah, he's fine. <laughs> but then he just keeps screaming. And, Dad! Dad! Help! Dad! <laughs> and Jill, much in the way that Tim ushered the kids outside, Jill ushers Tim outside. Uh, which is where we find Brad using Mark as a lounge chair. Because the lounge chair was wet. <laughs> I love that. It, it made me LOL as well. Yeah. <laughs> this episode, just so we get it out there, was funny. I thought this yeah. was, I think this was a wittier, funnier, more wordplay episode than many of the ones we've seen I agree. before. Yeah. 
Um, more a little more self-contained too. It doesn't feel. It's just the one story. There's no no subplot. No yeah. Yeah. nothing to complicate it. Yeah. Um, but outside, uh, <laughs> Tim, you know, starts to watch Jill and Stacy through the window with Randy. With Randy, who is wearing overalls. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's only overalls on women. <laughs> um, and and Tim's like, oh, it's fine. They're just talking. It's only if they start laughing that you really have to worry. Cue. <laughs> you know what? Oh, hi, Mark. Like. <laughs> Uh, Why the story, Stacy? <laughs> um, we get a transition out. Do you remember what this transition was? Was this another balloon? This is another balloon that bounces all through the house. No, that was the first oh, one. This one just kind one. of takes us into the void. Yeah. Um, the, these yellow balloons filling the screen really put me in mind of the new It movie recently. <laughs> like I was expecting the balloon to pop, and then Pennywise is is behind it doing his weird <laughs> locked off camera dance. I love it. When we come back from the commercial break, uh, we're in the exact same scene, only on the inside of the house where Jill and Stacy are laughing. Uh, so Tim comes in at this point. Right. And uh, they really just blow. So I thought, like, the crux of this episode was going to be Tim never called to break up with her. And it, I guess it kind of is, but they blow past this point really quickly. It, like, it, it comes out very fast. Yeah. Uh, and they kind of just laugh it off initially. It's not as though Stacy held a grudge. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, you she, know. Well, she did, but it's been 20 years. Yeah, she's had, she's like, had to work through it to, like, make her life functional. Right, as sure. someone who has been ghosted, <laughs> eventually you just have to let shit go. I'm not mad. <laughs> give, it, give it, like, 18 more years. Yeah. <laughs> um, and a few divorces later. <laughs> Only one, only one. So they blow past this plot point. They all kind of laugh, and it's it's congenial. But 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 at the same time, Jill is like, Tim, you never called her. Yeah, they're giving she, her some shit. She says him some shit. She says, Tim, I thought you were better than that. And Tim goes, Well, I'm not. <laughs> uh, cute. And then I'm left wondering why Jill married Tim because she, she know- didn't know that he was a ghoster. He's gonna ghost. He's gonna ghost this, this marriage world. at the end of the at the end of the series, isn't he? He's just gonna disappear, and she'll never hear from him again. And which, she'll be like, I should have known. Which means then she can marry Al. Yeah, there you go. Which I've been rooting for, and they mentioned. <laughs> I know they've been flirting yeah. with that a lot the past few episodes. I'm a big fan of it. I, yeah, we'll get to that. This though. is the reboot we want. This um, is what America deserves. <laughs> QL at the door. Yeah. Uh, which I want to br- also bring into the timeline of this day that they're yeah. having. Because they, they go from tool time, and I assume the drinks that they had at Mike's Tavern were right after that I don't episode. think it was drink. I think they were having lunch. Okay, lunch, beers. They were having, they had beer on it the It was table. like tea time except beer. It was yeah. just light it's snacks and beers. That's fine. But they is meet Stacy there. Time it is? It's beer time. <laughs> Technically, it's beer o'clock. <laughs> but they they have this, the drinks at Mike's, and then they're... Al's like, you should look him up sometime. And by the time Tim gets home, she's already looked him up to call. And then later, Al arrives. It's just like, where did Al... It didn't seem like there was enough time for Al to go do something and then show up at the Taylor household. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he just had to go back to the studio and get his car. And then he had already scheduled with Jill when he would come by and get the helium tank that is his. All right. I'm just saying that it's a uh, bad scheduling. I mean, they could have carpooled a little. It, yeah, there's only but one. But not if it, not if Al was going to go do something afterward. Then he yeah. needed his car back. Something for twenty to twenty-five minutes before showing up at Tim's house <laughs> to pick up the helium tank. Also, can, can what I want to know is. Mm. Al just owns a helium tank. Why? <laughs> Does this surprise you based on your description of his apartment? The uh, man has a hammock. He does have a hammock, and he does... A hammock and ham trammock. His new... Oh, God. Hammock trammock. 
I'm mad on that you guys of everyone didn't. in Detroit. Boo. <laughs> um, are we? Uh, yeah, I, maybe his next uh, hobby is just going to be balloon animals. It would make sense. I mean, honestly, maybe that's the hobby that he's picked up now. Maybe that's the new way to meet girls is balloon animals. It used to be sleight of hand magic. Now yeah. it's balloon animals. Alan uh, clown garb in no, a no, upcoming no, episode. No, 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 no. That's the Pennywise. It's Al, guys. Making snakes. Or some that's some John Wayne Gacy shit. <laughs> what if Al's the serial killer? Oh, my God. You know, he is the last one you'd suspect. Yeah, he's uh, the Ted Bundy of the we, situation. We've talked about that. We, we posed that maybe he's a Norman Bates type because he can't seem to keep a girlfriend. But we never have any evidence that they actually exist after they... He's not creepy he has, enough to be Norman Bates. It would have to be like a Ted Bundy Norman or Bates John Wayne creepy. Gacy. Yes, he's he was. No. Oh, are you kidding me? Oh, we're going to fight. Oh, boy. <laughs> You have this a weird benchmark happen. for charming, Landon. I'm gonna say, like, just a little nervous. I didn't get, he's just, mm. nervous and talks about his mother constantly, though. So does Elle. Okay, well then you're. I think also, I like that you're comparing him to a fake serial killer or fake killer, and I'm comparing him to two real serial killers. <laughs> One of us is wrong. <laughs> Guess what? Twist. It's both of us. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> So this exchange, uh, Al is continuing. Actually, it's kind of a, a smart smart game move on Al's part, knowing that Stacey's going to be there, shows up so that he can join her, if this is his intention, I don't know. But what transpires is she's going to go look at this property. Al's like, oh, you got to, if you're going to go look, inspect this house, you got to look for this, you got to look for this, you got to look for this. And um, and Jill gives him the assist and says, oh, Al knows everything there is to know about oh, construction. Jill. Oh, Jill. Yes, she <laughs> does. Why does that bum you out so much? Because did she not learn her lesson from heavy metal? Don't meddle and don't don't set people up. Don't. But she does it. Oh, but, God. But, but Al clearly wanted that. Like this. Yeah. It wasn't like she was taking two people. Like in heavy metal, Al wanted to get with Karen. Yeah. And then Jill, Jill pushed it in a different direction. I feel like Jill is almost bouncing back from heavy metal. And but she's still meddling, so she didn't actually learn the lesson. It's a light metal. It's a light metal. I'll give you that. Uh, it's it's like a it's titanium. titanium. Yeah. Gross. Like- Gross. <laughs> you guys are, you've spent too much time together. I, yeah, yeah. Weird things happen, man. But the, the whole point of meddling, which we'll get into in the, the final scene. Metallurgy, if you will. <laughs> It just doesn't end well, no matter what the intention, good or bad or otherwise. That's not true. They could end up happily ever after. I think she was trying Do to make... Do they? They could have. They could have. You miss the road to heaven wasn't built on coulds. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Nailed it. We're having an aphorism off, just like Tim and Wilson. Come on, what do you <laughs> Which got? we're getting to yeah. right now. So uh, Tim and uh, Al and Stacy end up going off. She, he's going to help her look at um, the real estate uh, property, mm-hmm. and uh, she's going to woo him. She has uh, well changed her sights from Tim to Al. She, her sights were never on Tim. Like when well, she saw getting him, him to apologize or whatever, sure. her in, in infusing herself in his situation okay. temporarily. I, I think I think that her her plan is something like Tim hurt me. Well, I'll hurt you, Tim, by, t- by having sex with the thing you love most in the world. Al, yes. Oh man, remember, double twist. Remember on True Detective when she finds out Woody Harrelson was cheating on her, so she goes and has sex with uh, Matthew McConaughey and then tells him just to hurt him. I think it's one of those. Spoiler alert mm. for the first season of True Detective, but also it's not really about spoilers, it's about the experience of watching it. It's also been five years. Yeah. Don't watch the second season. Anyway. <laughs> I am disappointed that you think she has that, like, she feels that vindictive 20 years later. 
You don't know Stacy. We just met her. Yeah, come on. Stacy does not feel vindictive. To me. She also didn't seem into L in the the bar scene previous to this. She was very fixated on Tim. Yeah, she was kind of boring out. Yeah, now it's it completely the oh how the timetables have turned. <laughs> and what are timetables except Tim with an E in the word tables? Uh, <laughs> also, she she is basically like in the scene at the re- at the restaurant or at the bar. Al is very much into her, but she is almost ignoring him, fixated wholly on Tim. Al is just weird and keeps interjecting and yeah. and, and all of that. Like there's even the scene where Tim goes like. Wow, Stacy, and Stacy goes like Tim, and then Al is just sitting there and goes, Al. Uh, <laughs> but so I feel like when she sees in this scene at the house that Tim is trying to keep Al and Stacy from going off together, that's when she gets interested because I think she sees, oh, Tim doesn't want this, then I want this. I I will neither uh, confirm nor deny. I can't confirm anything, but uh, well, I won't. Deny you know what? It. You got my support. Yeah. Oh, wow, that was that was easy. Yeah. There you go. I disagree. Great. <laughs> we got a real podcast standoff here. We go outside to uh, the backyard where Tim and Wilson, we get our Tim and Wilson scene, and it opens with a fantastic little exchange. Tim goes, I got a problem. Wilson goes, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there are, if there are you know, moments that we don't see on the show where Tim just goes out in the backyard and says, hey, Wilson, how are you doing? What's going on in your life? <laughs> Maybe Wilson shares problems with Tim all the time, like the, yeah, right. that, are, that are home improvement related, most likely, and that we just never see that. Well, neighbor, it's Sunday, so I'm rusting. <laughs> That's we have a God theory. On no, this. I know. We also have a God <laughs> complex. <laughs> um, but it is spring now, uh, as the production design has told us. I know this because there are blossoming flowers along the fence. Um, and we also start with the, the fence is in full bloom. <laughs> the fence is in full bloom. We start with Wilson uh, digging near the fence, uh, and at first I was like, "Oh, is he, you know, burying drugs? Is he doing something?" Uh, yeah. But I, I just thought, like, maybe Tim didn't think through the fact that putting the the flowers that close to the fence would create weeds on Wilson's side of the fence, and Wilson's back there picking the weeds from Tim's flowers. That seems right. But because Wilson has never seen the other side of the fence, he doesn't know there's flowers there. (laughs) Or maybe Wilson planted the flowers for uh, for his neighbor. Maybe he's that benevolent. Or maybe that's where Wilson's growing his pot. Oh, that's good. That's really good. That's to throw off the drug dogs. weeds. (laughs) We, We already had a weed transition on this show. Yeah, God, it was not a good one. It was a bad trip, let's be honest. Um, But (laughs) Tim and Al tend, uh, so they, they, you walk us through this. uh, I wish I I had written down all of what they do. I wrote a a few ones down. Oh, so they, so they start, so Tim kind of starts explaining about the situation and how he, how he said he broke up with this girl and then he didn't actually break up with her and now, and, and you know, why he didn't do it. Wilson gives Tim some sort of old-timey colloquialism that Tim then responds to with one of his own. The like, cruelest lies are often told in silence. <sighs> That's Wilson? That's yes. Wilson. That's Tim the says, one I wrote down. Oh. And then Tim says something like... "It's, it's he a quotes Calvin Coolidge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I, the, the, the best lie is the one I never told or something like that, or the easiest lie is the one you never tell. Like, yeah. And Tim, what are you doing? You can't you can't spar with words with Wilson. You're just going to lose. That's not right. going to end well, but ever. I was, I was just surprised that Tim seems to have he's, learned anything. Again, he's done some Googling. That's what yeah. he was doing at the bar. He was not doing a, a catalog. He wasn't doing a, 
word search. What is going on outside? Holy cow! Let's just draw attention to that for a second. Hey, man, this is uh, you know, you know that that uh, R and B song, "Ain't No Love in the Heart of the City." This is the result of that. Cops are always <laughs> having to break stuff up because there's not enough love. <laughs> what do we take away from this Wilson scene? What I take away from it is that Tim clearly is learning something from his relate from his repeated interactions with Wilson. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's picked up. Uh, an extended uh, range of knowledge that he would not have had otherwise. I don't know, Sam, what do you think? What do, what do you think that we, we're learning here? About Tim? About Tim, about, yeah. Well, this this is the scene that uh, one of us teared up in. Land, oh. Landon tried to take the the fall for it, but it was it was me. Because Wilson says that we, people need closure, which yeah. I'm currently relating to at the moment. And then there was also the line <laughs> of, Harmel Truth is Harmful truth is better than a useful lie. Yes. And for truth, there is no deadline. <laughs> Sorry, a bug flew in my face. It wasn't me having yeah. a reaction yeah, to I, that I was, one. I was trying to figure out what was so, was that so profound that you had to do a, do a move there? Yeah. But the one that really got me is uh, when he asked Tim why he didn't call to break up with Stacey. He goes, I guess so I didn't have to hear her cry. And Wilson tells Tim that sometimes the tears aren't just sadness. They're also from liberation. <laughs> Wilson's pretty deep, yeah. man. That Tears of Liberation is uh, Wilson's book on philosophy, and it's my band playing at Mike's uh, Mike's Tavern. <laughs> Tears, big Mike's Tavern, big Te- Mike's Tavern. Tears of Liberation or Tears? Yeah, it's Tears of Liberation. Tears of Liberation. I like it. I approve. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank you. We're Tears of Liberation. You can buy a T-shirt up front. <laughs> That's what I sound like when I do my band. This is why we're not popular. No one likes hearing singing in this voice. Uh, but I, I I really liked that scene. I found what Wilson had to say mm-hmm. quite quite moving. Yeah. And uh, you know, so, someone might get a little email with these quotes in them. Is it Wilson? <laughs> yes. Yes. It's awesome. Is. Great. Uh, we have cool. some bad news about Earl Hinman. Uh, <laughs> he has uh, passed away. Um, but this scene, we don't get a transition. It's just a continuous scene as Tim goes inside, where Jill is on the phone uh, with Stacy. Stacy wants to have lunch. <laughs> uh, and Jill's like, let's do a double date with Al. Uh, you, and Tim's like, no, 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 no. I don't want any part of this. Uh, but Jill's like very insistent on her heavy meddling. Um, <laughs> she's like, I love getting people together. Let's, you know, let's do a double date. You and Al, uh, you and me and Stacy and Al. We'll, you know, we'll just go up to Big Mike's Tavern and um, that's, that's no, because, plan. because This is the next day. Did you say that? Well, I mean, they're, they're having, the, is the conversation the following day? Or no, he just walks in from outside. Right, but the, but it's the next day that this is happening because because Jill said that after they looked at the house the night before they went out for drinks and Stacy really liked Al. So this is this is the next day. Right. Yeah. So you're right. They they did go. Uh, Al and Stacy did go get drinks the night before. Um, and as we find in the next scene, Al wasn't into her. Yeah, they didn't have uh, chemistry, and what I love this. So L's L's coming late. We we're here uh, at Tool Time After Dark, and uh, <laughs> uh, it's Jess. Al Sorry. is L's getting the the set a little bit late because Bob Vila was doing a one hour special on glue guns. Uh, <laughs> I love whenever Al arrives late to something because the way he runs into a room, kind of like head down, with his just belt in. wrapped around him. <laughs> Wait, is it wrapped around him like not not wrapped around his waist like a tool belt normally is? Yeah, but why does he have it on? Because he's Al. Have you heard of this show? <laughs> he, but then he wears if it's after flannel dark. ties to <sighs> his dates. He, he wears his tool belt in the shower. <laughs> Probably. He's never nude. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it covers the cutoffs. 
Um, so Tim's like, let's do this double date. Jill wants to do this double date. And Al's like, I'm not into it. Uh, I don't know what it is. I just don't have chemistry with her. When I'm with her, I don't hear any violins or accordions. <laughs> Turns out Al's a big Weird Al fan. <laughs> <laughs> Who isn't? He considers himself normal Al. And as he, and as he describes <laughs> it... Uh, but as, as he describes it to Tim, he says, in some countries, accordion is a very romantic instrument. <laughs> uh, it's true. And we saw that in the third episode of the show, Offsides. Wilson plays the accordion Oh yeah, uh, for Tim and Jill as they dance, uh, and Sir Larry serenades them from the chest that he's locked in. Yeah, as they just, as they just happily dance while an innocent man is locked in a crate. Wait, did Sir Larry actually serenade them? Or yeah, that- yeah, he's singing from inside the crate in that episode. What? That's creepy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We never know if that may- like they basically hired the the character actor for half of that episode and they replaced <laughs> him with a prop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so Al's like he puts this on Tim's shoulders. Now this is where I'm like, again on Tim's side, I don't think again that he was right in not calling her, but why should it be Al, uh, Tim's responsibility to tell Stacy that Al isn't interested in her? I agree with that. That that and seems like bullshit. And that's, that, he, Al's doing exactly what Tim did to her. Which is back the whole in the day. point. It's supposed to be a lesson for Tim. Tim isn't the one that's doing it now, so Al and Jill need to be the ones to learn a lesson here. No, I, th- I think this is us, the audience, trying to see that Tim has grown because now he realizes that this is inappropriate behavior i think that's the function of it that's the function of it it doesn't absolve al or i agree (laughs) but but al then comes in and apologizes because he He does very he learns much faster that it was wrong so the next scene takes us to big mike's tavern where this double date is supposed to take place okay and and very quickly as a point of order i know this is going long why do people keep going to big mike's tavern for romantic (laughs) interludes like whoever has got like this kind of bar this kind of greasy inner city looking bar you're not gonna get a good meal it's not like a brew pub or a gastro pub or something where there's like a pulled pork sandwich this is like it's because the show is on a swing set and you can only build so many (laughs) sets per episode also you wouldn't know it by the name of it but a stinky is actually an aphrodisiac so (laughs) (laughs) yeah but you have to like wear a gas mask afterwards if you're gonna be uh, unless you're not kissing them on the mouth but i don't know what that situation Uh, is let's not get into people's personal lives um they're having this Double date at uh, Mike's Tavern, and um, Al hasn't shown up. It's Tim and Jill and Stacy, and uh, Tim is Tim's playing this kind of close to the chest. He doesn't want to break her heart, uh, and in this moment, I couldn't tell if he was like he didn't want to do. See, this is where it gets very confusing for me because he I couldn't tell if he didn't want to go through with breaking her heart again, um, much in the way that led him to not calling her before. Um, and that's why he doesn't tell her that Al's not interested in you. But it shouldn't be his responsibility to do that anyway. Okay, so the whole off, point gets muddled here. It's not breaking her heart after one date. Let's calm down. Like, it's just, it's a little disappointment, okay, but she'll be over it in 15 minutes. To make a point, regardless of how it affects her, it's not Tim's responsibility. So, but, so because of these weird blurred lines of who's, who should be doing what, I don't know what is supposed to transpire in the scene and who I'm supposed to be rooting for or against or what I'm supposed to learn and take away from it. <sighs> I I think Jill's the villain here. Whoa. The Jill Because Al does come through. No. Don't raise your eyebrows at me. 
<laughs> Al does come through and he's like, I shouldn't have had Tim say this. He does the right thing in the end. So I, I'm so ready then, to absolve Al. Why is Jill the, the Jillin? Because she is the... You liked it, though. She, she's the thrust of this. Like, they shouldn't be on a double date because Jill is just meddling with this. Like, but she, wants, and, she and, wants these two people to be happy. What's so wrong with but, that? Al has already made up his mind that he's not interested in but her. But Jill so without didn't know Jill's, that. Without Jill's exactly without Jill's interference, it could have just been its thing, and they wouldn't have to deal with it again. Jill learned nothing from meddling in heavy metal. Therefore, she's pushing forward something that doesn't need to be pushed forward because it could have just happened through natural selection. Nope. Uh, if if wait, I, a relevant question: heavy metal. Mm-hmm. The episode is it M E T A L. M E D D L. Oh, so she, okay. She's it's meddling. A, right. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. We, we can continue. I think. Oh, boo, Truman. Boo. <laughs> I think that uh, Jill. I think that maybe she learned a lesson in heavy metal, but like in this case, it's like she knows Al. She knows how lonely Al is. She wants to set Al up. And when she sees a situation where it's like, oh, this cute girl who was good enough for Tim in the early 70s is now is now into Al. I want to facilitate this as much as possible. And she just doesn't have all the information. I think it's, I don't know. I don't see it it's, as that bad. Of a yeah, thing. it's coming from a good place. <clears throat> Starring Ted Danson. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm already just feeling uncomfortable being anti-Jill in this episode. And I, I don't think space, I want to, I don't think I want to examine my, my ill Ill will toward her right now. Your ill, Your Ill, will, Ill will, Jill? will towards Jill. My Jill will. <laughs> My ill Jill. Um, that will be the name of an episode at some point where Jill is sick. I promise <laughs> you. Ill Jill? <laughs> A fatal Jillness. <laughs> uh, so, Truman, take us through the rest of what transpires in the scene. So, they're sitting there. She and Jill are going on about how great Al is and how sweet he is. And Jill's saying, oh, I'm sure he'll call you right away. And she's saying, well, I hope I hear from him. And, and Tim is kind of going, yep, uh-huh. Do, do you want to get something to eat? Let's get something to eat. And Tim is kind of agreeing with this and trying to paper over everything. And then uh, Al just comes bursting in and says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It was so wrong of me to... Uh, to leave you hanging or to not be upfront with you. Uh, I really did enjoy the time we spent together. I just don't feel any chemistry there. And so it basically blows Tim's cover right away. They, um, so there's this sort of then awkwardness where, where Stacy is saying, Oh, well, you know, okay, that that's fine. Al, that's totally fine. I think it'd be better if I leave. Then Jill does the thing that I really don't agree with where she says, no, no, no. Can't we all just stay and be adults and have lunch? Yeah, that's weird. It's like, what, like you, you and Al met this person, like, 24 hours ago. It's not going to have a huge impact if she just kind of walks out of your lives and everyone moves on with it. Why do you have to have this lunch? Uh, so then Tim goes up to get some drinks, and Jill goes with him, uh, leaving Al and Stacy alone at the table. Seems kind of awkward to me. I don't yeah. know. It would be kind of a weird thing to just sit there right after yeah, everything's transpired. I'm, I'm ready to chalk it up to them all being adults. I get They're adult-ass adults. <laughs> uh, they go up and are getting their uh, beverages. And also, if they're having lunch on the day that they're shooting a tool time segment, that means they're drinking at lunch before they go to work. <laughs> Which well, suddenly explains drinking. all of Tim's mishaps. <laughs> 
true, true. But then how does it explain Al's constant competence if yeah. he's also drinking? And drinking well, he's, behind he's the scenes. He's a functioning too, yeah. alcoholic. Oh. A high-functioning alcoholic, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they go to get drinks, and as soon as they're up there, Jill is saying, no, Tim, you are such a big, fat liar. How could you do this again? And I'm not 100% sure, like, what, that he didn't just tell immediately that that Al wasn't interested. Well, it's because Jill turns, and I, I get, I'll very lightly be on Landon's side here, <laughs> is that Jill turns to Tim and says, do you think she'll call? And he goes, he'll, he'll call. So he, he lies. Well, he acknowledges that Al is going to call and maybe give some bad news, but... I don't know. It kind of reminds me of uh, Let's Did Lunch, where we raise the question of when is it okay to tell something if it's not your problem? True. Like, in that episode, uh, Dave from Heavy Metal, uh, evidence that meddling can lead to bad things. Dave was cheating on Karen and roped Tim into this lie um, that he didn't give Tim a chance to you know, opt in or out. He just said, I told Karen we were together. You have to tell Jill that we were together. And Tim doesn't want to lie, but he also doesn't want to betray his friend, so he just kind of plays the middle um, and that was, <laughs> that was kind of the, the thrust of that episode. I feel like we're kind of rehashing that a little bit here, where it's just like, it's not my job to lie, but I also don't want to unnecessarily hurt this woman. So I don't, I don't exactly disagree with what Tim is doing here. Yeah, but I, 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 I agree with that. I think there is a little bit of a more complicated layer because of the way that he left things with... I, that's his own. That's its own thing, though. Yeah, sure, but in this <clears throat> moment, it's all going to get tangled because, of course, it does. One, because it's a sitcom. Two, that's how life is. Like every experience you have is based on your previous experiences. Sure. So her previous experience with Tim is this shitty thing. Yeah. And whether or not this is Tim's fault, it feels like his fault. But they acknowledge it. Why can't they just move on and like go? Okay, you didn't call. That sucked. We both got married, had our wives. That's that. We had a laugh about it with your wife and my. You know, like, that doesn't seem like... Because he, he be still hasn't this. actually apologized. Well, getting an apology out of... <laughs> Sorry, our fourth co-host just woke up yeah. <laughs> to try and eat a fly as it flew by her head. That was really funny. Um, and let's, let's use that distraction to just uh, get through the rest of this episode, which is... Uh, we go... Because you know I'm right. ...from <laughs> this scene into another Tool Time After Dark. Quickly to wrap it up, Jill is mm-hmm. calling him a liar. Uh, Tim says, yeah, if you hate me so much, but I can still do this. Then he starts nibbling on her ear and kissing her ear. And then she's like... And then they probably go to have sex in the bathroom. Yeah. That- oh, 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 oh. No, the other thing is, and he goes, well, if I hadn't, or if I had called her, she and I might be married and you'd be with Al. And Jill goes, what's the downside to that? <laughs> uh, just teasing our sliding doors uh, alternate yeah. world yeah. theater theory. The, the downside is they'd create a show that we could not... Do any commentary on this it would be a perfect <laughs> it would marriage it's a perfect marriage yeah. yeah uh okay so we go to the stinger we go to tool time after, after dark, dark. Oh, oh was i supposed to continue uh, <laughs> yeah tim so it's it's very dramatically shot tim kind of walking in uh in cowboy boots and loading up a super heavy duty nail gun apropos of nothing yeah, yeah. it gets real this is one of the first uh instances where the show itself gets very theatrical with yeah. its gag yeah uh, i'm I know that we'll see much more of this uh, okay. down the line, um, but it was strange. Yeah. I mean, even in the cartoony tone that the show sometimes sets. Uh, yeah, there's like there's like royalty free, uh, good to bad, the ugly esque yeah. music playing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's like uh, 
uh, guy. Oh, Ennio Morricone? Yeah. Who, well, Tim, he has, so the, this music's playing, he walks over to the counter, and the music stops, and then he pushes play, and it starts playing even more of it. Like, Tim just has a tape of Ennio Morricone uh, lying around. A cassette yeah. tape, by the way, not even a CD. Yeah. Just in a boombox. That was weird. Old school. He loads up his... It sounds better. Yeah, the, yeah, on tape. The first, but, but then you have to make a tape recording of the tape the first time you play it because it will deteriorate over time. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, Tim is uh, loading up the nail gun, and uh, we know that never ends well. Yes. Tim and the nail gun. At least there's no cameraman on set to take <laughs> a bullet this time. He reveals a, a dartboard and flips it over, and on the other side, it's a big old picture of Bob Vila, who Tim hates now, oh, I guess. Oh, that's who that That was my question. That was uh, going to be one of my questions is who that was. Yes, Bob Vila. Okay. Um, and Tim is, uh, you know, holding his nail gun like a spaghetti western pistol, and uh, immediately shoots and misses the entire round. And he's left everything. All these other tools are still hung up on the pegboard around the Bob Vila thing. So he's shooting all of his precious, precious tools that Jill is not allowed to touch. Shooting them with nails, yeah. knocking them off the thing. They're shooting sparks. Some of them are catching fire. It looks like. Uh, and then Al shows up. Yes, and just watches him. And I, I, he says something. He just makes some comment about how Tim is a terrible shot. <laughs> and then Tim throws the, the nail gun into the oil, the transition oil drum. Yes. And it, the transition, uh, I'm sorry, the nail gun just starts firing at will. Because the grunt creep has grabbed it and started shooting <laughs> he's, away. He's killing all the transitions that have gone yeah, into that oil frog, drum. The frog is dead. Ink's wife is dead now. <laughs> it's, a, it's a real bloodbath in there. <laughs> And yeah, and and so then all these nails are rocketing out of the uh, out of the the oil drum, and Tim and Al go running for cover, and then a bunch of credits come flying out, and uh, <laughs> which you both seem very surprised by the way that that happened. You both go, oh, they don't. They usually just appear. They don't oh, like okay. uh, jump out of oil drums. Got yeah, it. yeah. Every every you, it change. Was, you both seem delighted. <laughs> well, more like. Uh, just no, I was delighted. Was it delighted? All right, all right. Delight. <laughs> I'm telling you how you feel. Now. Thank you. Um, then the outtakes were uh, Stacy, Jill, and Al breaking over the uh, uh, helium tank. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Which wasn't that funny at all. Yeah, it was all right. Oh, it's we, we, we bored Truman. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't think it was that funny. Just made me tired thinking about it. And so while we're here, I'll just mention that the grunt count in this episode... Two. One. Zero. Tell us. Three. You guys got... Basically everything but it. Yeah, three grunts this episode. Quite a change from last week when it was yeah. much, much higher. If you had added all of our guesses together, we would have got the right answer. Aww. Except I'm bad at math, so I would have gotten the wrong answer. <laughs> so three. Wow, that's that's our second lowest since the first episode. Yeah. In which had zero. Yeah. Uh, zero. I don't know. Yes, thank you for all of our <laughs> Spanish friends. That was French. For all of our French friends. Um, and for French Stewart. Uh, who is a huge fan of this. <laughs> also, uh, Kathleen Garrett was on an episode of uh, Third Rock from the Sun. Nice. Oh, very good. Very Way good. to tie it in. Yeah, there you go. Comes around. Um, um, yeah. So, at this point, what do we do now? <laughs> the show notes for this week's episode will be posted on our website, which is... www.gruntworkpodcast.com Oh, did you want to do that? It's fine. <laughs> do it again. Uh, <laughs> Give everyone a chance. The show notes for this episode will be posted on our website, which is gruntworkpodcast.com. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please share it where you can. It really helps others find us. Plus, every time you share us, we'll write you a very special note in your yearbook, Love Muffin. Oh, wow. Uh, 
on our website, which is gruntworkpodcast.com. <laughs> on our website, which is brazzers.com. Oh, no. No. <laughs> You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter to get, uh, get notified whenever a new episode is available. Um, and we will link to all of Sam's uh, podcasty stuff. Uh, where can they find you? www. www. I forgot the name of my PT Superhero. dot com. Because it's uh, the name of your your podcast. Oh yes, it's a part time superhero. superhero. Uh, you can find it on all the podcast places. Mm-hmm iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, because I'm fancy. Nice. I think we're on Spotify now. Are you um, on Tidal? <laughs> that's next. Uh, Are nice. you on Periscope? <laughs> do you do Twitch broadcasts? <laughs> um, you can also follow us on all the social media places, which is at GruntWorkPod. And with that, who have you been? Am I supposed to say my real name? What's your name? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've been Samantha Wessel. I've been Truman Caps. And I've been Landon Solano. And this has been Grunt, Grunt Work. work. And I've been Marge the Dog. <laughs> <laughs>